0: I just thought to myself, I just want to do something different. Like, Mm -hmm. I was very aware. I'm always a kid, my mom hated it. Like, I'm always a kid who always asking questions. Why? Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Stop asking. (laughs) Shut up. Come on, can why? can you just follow? Can you just follow? <laughs> and she knew, I've always been that yeah. way, always been that yeah. way. I remember even trying to get into the media and she tried to, I lied to my parents. I said, we're going to do film and media. Why are you doing that? I want to get into advertising. Okay, yeah. advertising. Yeah, yeah. You understand that? <laughs> I was trying to be a filmmaker. I was trying to, yeah. So I was hustling. And, yeah. and for me, the, 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 the proof for me was to show my parents mm. without telling them what I wanted to do. Nigerians operate on being shown value. I
1: understand. You have
0: to show them the value. Yeah. So if you're trying to tell them they can't
1: no, imagine it. No. For anyone who's tuning into this episode, we are trying out a new setup <laughs> that has never happened before. This is
0: very innovative by the way. Um,
1: but I have tried to make it work, okay. given okay. the constraints that we have. We're going in. Um, but I am excited to have you on the show. I think um, I did say before we hit record that mm. I felt really unprepared. <laughs> for this episode not because I don't have my notes but because this is what you do
0: yes this is also true but also um, I'm not usually the one answering the questions I'm the one asking them so we have both out of our comfort zone, which is good. So <laughs> let, let, let's get it done. Let's do it.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll take notes at the end <laughs> when you can tell me okay. how well or how badly sure, I've done. Sure, sure, sure. You'll be fine. Um, so I guess for most people who are based in the UK, your face is someone uh, they would recognize mm-hmm. um, purely for just how much you've been on TV over the years. Yeah. Um, and for, I guess, our Gen Zers, they would have grown up. With your face point, um, yeah. after school every day, <laughs> Monday to Friday, yeah. mm. um, as a face they know. Mm. Um, so, I guess I will introduce you because I Sorry. introduce all of my guests okay. um, and I try and give them their flowers straight on. <laughs> and for most people, the reflection on all of the things that you've done in the first sort of minute kind of makes you think, gosh, have I done that much? Mm. Um, so, Our guest this week is Ayo akim Say that right? Yeah,
0: perfect, man. Yeah.
1: Um, He is a world record swimmer. Believe it or not, we can swim, people. Yeah,
0: no, no, this is the whole point. (laughs) We'll talk about that.
1: World record swimmer, um, producer, co-director of Milk First Productions, um, was the first black male BBC's Blue Peter children's programme. So everyone in the UK who grew up with Blue Peter, uh knows this is definitely a staple for me after yeah, school yeah. every day <laughs> um the crafts plus and plus and plus more is yeah. it still on even i is think it? so yeah
0: i think is so I, I mean I, I naturally don't watch it anymore but like yeah did
1: you ever watch yourself like when oh, you were taping of course of did course. you yeah, we have
0: to because you know you, you can't get better unless you get used to your own voice and seeing yourself on screen right
1: oh my god yeah gosh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't watch Please anything. tell me you
0: listen back to your podcast. No, I actually don't. <laughs> oh god. I actually do not. What are you doing? I don't. It, 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 it's it's like self it's like a this generate a sense of healthy self-critique.
1: Oh no. I'm so hard on myself, I dare not. <laughs> but
0: I, that's like, how you stop being hard on yourself because then you can go you really good at what i do
1: do you think yeah no, that's the that's the best way I, I feel
0: instead of someone telling you you're good yeah. if you see that you're genuinely good you have yeah. more faith in your own performance
1: i know i couldn't do it <laughs> i couldn't i would i would cringe okay yeah also you've been the ambassador for Sh- street child united mm. um you work closely with the princess trust mm. been nominated for countless BAFTAs over the years um you've worked with every Faction of the BBC over the years. There is no version of BBC Mm. that you have not been on (laughs) BBC One, CBBC um, I guess ITV, Channel Mm. 4, some of the others um, Down to uh, I guess our new streaming gurus and and platforms that we love today, Amazon, etc You have co-created with Milk First Productions Mm. um, Directing as well as being one of the founders of a production company, Mm -hmm. Yorkshire Cop, Police Racism and Me. That's our
0: first documentary, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, you've worked on a myriad of things over the years. Like, I've got notes and notes for days. So I feel like (laughs) we're going to be at this and this is going to be so good. Thank you. Just purely because the breadth of your work Mm. is so amazing Mm, and it's evolved Beautifully over time, in, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and it would be great to navigate how you have gone from media to being in the athletics, mm. being really connected to sport, but still finding a way to get your creativity out. Yes, have yes, that yes. still be a part of your identity. Because yes. I think sometimes we feel like we can only be one thing, mm. or because you've had success in one thing. You need to work at being just in that lane because mm-hmm. anything more will be too much, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. how could you be the first Black, um, sea, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Blue mm-hmm. Peter mm-hmm. presenter and then decide that, you know what, I'm actually going to shatter another ceiling and go swim out in the open water. And then, you know what, just for fun, I'm going to talk about athletics and how you've been able to weave all of those things down to creating mm-hmm. projects that you love. Mm. um a lot of your work has been very much about amplifying voices mm. um consciously or unconsciously which you tell, tell me um but you've done everything from game shows weakest link um to total wipeouts mm. my daughter loves total wipeout <laughs> by the such way an <laughs> such an um and you have had such a bright career um that it'll be interesting, one, to to understand, I guess, where in that journey highs, lows, mm-hmm. um, and also at what point do you kind of decide, I want to try something new, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how that really plays a role in the work that you do. Because I think most times, for anyone who will see you and me sitting here, um, the idea of your success seems unattainable. Mm-hmm. Um, to most people who look like me and me, um, because they believe that we're made of something else. Um, little do they know that we, we wing it most of the time. Like, <laughs> Still like doing this it. setup, Still if, if this it. episode in any way, shape, or form looks reasonably acceptable, <laughs> reasonably. Um, I feel like we will. I have to post a behind the scenes of what what's
0: going on. You have to. Honestly, there's an iPhone there, there's a camera there, and there's obviously the camera in the building. Uh, I mean, there was a gimbal at one point, that's yeah, disappeared. Yeah,
1: it wasn't working, I mean, so this we, is, we scrapped the idea. You know,
0: this is what they call a one-woman operation. I know, I, it
1: wasn't intended, but this, is, <laughs> this has happened this way. Um, but for most most of the time, I think not limiting yourself is probably the best description I have for you mm. um, in terms of what is possible. Yeah. Um, And how you've been able to navigate that and also inspiring other people to see and approach their careers or even their passion projects in the same way. Um, From speaking publicly to obviously now being in a position where you can influence and work with other corporates um, by navigating how they do business or even just their outlook on people that look like me or you. Um, so, from Bridge stairways to HSBC, you know, all the corporate clients, hopefully your village people won't come and ask you for money.
0: Oh, <laughs> no, out the not. List. trust me, I don't tell anyone anything. <laughs> until, you, until people read it out, they're like, you've been doing that? I'm like, oh, no. Now it's out. Now it's out. I'm, I keep myself relatively private, funny enough, but like, yeah.
1: Well, I think your professional career mm. says more than enough that mm-hmm. I don't think you need to. To pat the horse, but mm. I'll say welcome to Third Culture Africa. Thank you. Applause! Applause! Yeah. Applause! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, so zeze Honestly, absolute pleasure to know. If- we tried to do this last week, but I was just, I'm just so, football season's kicked off. So yeah. I'm right in the mix of a lot of that stuff. And I've just started a new job with The Athletic, who are actually in this building. yeah. Um, So yeah, I've been totally full on, not, I'm, glad to yeah. I'm glad you made not it. Not
1: to worry, I, I've i been uh moving home. So I'm <laughs> perfect. Sw- I've been swimming in boxes. So when you cancelled that morning, I literally woke up thinking, gosh, how am I going to do this? Like, my house is a mess. My kid is sick. Like I can still go because my sister was around and my nieces were around. So she was in good spirits. And then when I got the message saying you cancel, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like sometimes you literally have to put on your armor. You can't have a chink and turn up and do what you have to. I have
0: those days all the time. And you know, it's like when you have a week full of meetings Mm. and then you're just like, I don't know if I can really go to this one. Mm. And then they inevitably counsel going, I'm really sorry. I can't, I'm like, you know, I'm just sitting in bed going, I've got no more to give. I needed that so much. But also teaches me that I shouldn't pack it full. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, you know, my career and my life Mm. um, has been an evolution of knowing when to rest and saying no is really important as well, but I'm sure we'll get onto that as well.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm learning (laughs) that. I'm in the phase of going, actually, I don't, like, I don't need to do this right Mm. now. I think um, we come from backgrounds where achieving is is really an important thing, right? Mm. From from the get-go, you're told to be your best. Coming first is all you should strive for, not second, not third, coming first, um, because that is the ticket to the better life Mm. that you hope for. Um, So let's dial back to early days. Mm. Mm. Um, You being born in Nigeria, Mm. at what age did you
0: come to the UK? Uh, so yeah, I was born in Ibadan, Nigeria. We yeah. um, was there till I was eight years old. Um, and we moved to Birmingham, and my dad got a scholarship working mm. uh, on the meningitis vaccine. And um, mm. so both my parents are medics. Yeah. Um, and look, you know, we left Nigeria under some really interesting circumstances. Um, I remember we got robbed really heavily. Um, my mom was a nurse, and she was doing nights, and basically, you know, I can't remember getting her it was me and my three brothers, at the t- my two brothers at the time, there's five of us all together, but um, my two brothers at the time, the older one and the, the one after me, and my dad was just shaking and saying, come here, come here, and yeah. I didn't even know what was going on in the middle of the night. Yeah. Next thing we know, we're under my dad's bed, hiding, here in our house being ransacked. Arm robbers. Yeah, proper arm robbers, you know, like, oh, and it, so, gosh. and then, then next thing you know, they, they lift up the mattress where we are, and we're looking up to six men in with machetes in their hands you know like and you know many people don't leave those situations out alive um and we did thank god thankfully Mm. and um you know i remember maybe two or three months after we were were probably on the plane uh to to birmingham i think my dad was already was already in the works that he wanted to travel or research and thankfully we we'd done a little stint in france my dad used to do some research in nancy and i think UK was the next step mm. and yeah that 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 began my journey to Birmingham in the UK and I got a stress actually and I say this to a lot of people and I don't know if many people um, know about the, this sort of duality is that you know I grew up a middle-class Nigerian kid yeah. but coming to Britain I started yeah. life as a working-class British person. 1,
1: so, 1001% do you know what I mean? We all, like so
0: it, it's having to know what was at slap home. In the face. It's a really ridiculous slap, slap in, in the face. face right?
1: You had you had the house who cooker. Yeah. Clean, dry, bag, gate Honestly, man. big
0: gate man. We had yard. <laughs> we had dogs. Yeah. Mango tree in the back garden. Nice little bungalow. Yeah. Mom and dad had a car. Like it was a, that yeah. that you know. You yeah. say like picture perfect white middle class yeah. life. That was it. Yeah. Um. And we came to England, and none of that. We were in a. we were in a really dodgy, you know, mold infested council housing, yeah. and you know, uh, we had to start again. Yeah. And um, but you know, you... It's easy saying that now, yeah. Um, but yeah, those are some hard times, man. And, and time. also times of feeling, uh, what's, how can I put it? Um, not so proud of who you are, feeling mm. mm. ashamed.
1: I was going to say, how did you deal with, I know for me, you know, when you and your friends or your peers at the time, mm-hmm. everyone came into England at different mm-hmm. circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember for me getting a job mm. and some of my friends were why are you working? Um, but it was a different experience for me. And and while I celebrated the independence that came with it, I was very much aware that I was lacking mm-hmm. in something. Now, in hindsight, looking back, I'm really grateful that I've always worked and I have my own financial independence, etc. Mm-hmm. But at the time, as a young kid, who knows the difference? Um, as you say, there is a sense of shame mm-hmm. that comes with, Knowing your worth and knowing that the version of life that you're living isn't equal to what it is you believe you're worth.
0: Yeah, I think you're Um, small. And, you know, like... I didn't realise that until I started really entering this incredible world of media where mm. you're actually s- incredibly surrounded by privilege, right? Mm. Like a whole different kind of privilege. Oh no, you guys enjoy it. You enjoy it. Well, I, I, it took me a while before I started <laughs> to be able to enjoy it. I actually put a tweet out today. Yeah. And, let me see if I've got it. Go I'm like, uh, Not a tweet, it was a, a, a thing. I put it on my stories on social media. Okay. And I just thought I'd do it as a post because it got such an incredible reaction. Yeah. I, I basically wrote last night. It was just something in my head. And I was mm-hmm. like, I maybe need to celebrate this for once in a while. I was like, yeah. for the first time in my life, I'm able to accept and see that as cascading series of positive events is in fact a good thing exactly. uh, to live in the joy that's unfolding to not yeah. doubt the outcomes through projecting a future mm. that doesn't yet exist yeah. and it's a really beautiful place to be but this i'm 40 Amazing. years old now yeah. this has been a journey for the last 20 years to get it's to this hard. point where i'm like yeah. you're supposed to be here yeah you're no you're good yeah you're really good yeah.
1: but also our environment if you think of growing up in Nigeria, everyone's hope and no one's actions are actually credited to the hard work they put in. That's
0: the thing. It
1: is it is it is put onto a higher being and, and I believe in God and I, I I love the idea of having Jesus and mm. the Lord and, and that foundation. But at the same time, I recognize that that has taken some of the joy in accepting that good things can happen in succession and also that you created some of this
0: as well yeah let's not forget you're you're also driving your life
1: yeah but when we're taught not to believe that we're taught that by some level of grace somehow through the level of grace and luck Mm. you're where you are and so the credit that you're naturally given in a different society mm. where you see other people accept that yes, there is some grace in my mm. journey, but actually I've been busting my ass. And mm. the things we also take for granted in terms of what is really ours versus what belongs to others. Because what we have to be humble, right? We can't say, ah, I did that. You're bragging, you're being boastful. God can snatch mm. it away. Mm. You know, those are the yeah. underlying messages that we're given. So at any point you're constantly looking for where where is the hole in this journey? Because it's coming, I know it is. And Nigeria is very much like that. You know, you could be having a great day on Nepatik's (laughs) lights. To no fault of your own. And so you're conditioned to believe that this is, this is what life has to offer. And I love that, one, you've shared that you've been through this experience even though on the outside you've just been winning mm. right consistently winning but
0: to be able to see that you're winning yeah it's really hard especially mm. in an environment that doesn't validate that as well mm. so you're coming from an environment that sort of doesn't validate hard work and then you're yeah. coming from a relatively oppressive environment yeah. that doesn't validate hard work as well yeah. so you're in this middle bit yeah. That's like, am I doing all right? I'm, I'm yeah. smashing it, right? <laughs> and and for for people to say you're smashing it, for you to accept that are two very different things. Yeah. Because they can say it, but if yeah. you can't accept it, yeah. it just bounces off the shoulders because you feel you need to climb more and more and more. You're sounding like my therapist. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. This is me being through therapy to yeah. Get yeah. able to articulate these you're things. You're sounding my like my like, like like, therapist, right? No, now. but yeah. I've I've always known this. Um, yeah. I've always known this, and I think for me, the joy. Of finding confidence in oneself mm. has been a, an exploration of what I have naturally. Yes. Um, I'm a Yoruba man um, and I come from a strong lineage, a mm. um, wonderful history, mm. the Bantu people, Beautiful. like it goes, yeah. you know, this, this stretches far and wide across mm. Africa, but also what they created pre-colonialism yes. was really important for me to really attach myself to because once you attach, for me, once you attach yourself back to who you fundamentally are, yes. culturally, historically, you look around and you go, Do you know where I'm from, bro? Yeah. Do you do you do you know what yeah. my people did?
1: Yeah. Do you know who I am? Do you,
0: do you also do you, <laughs> do you know things like the Great Wall yeah. of Benin, which was the greatest man-made structure yeah. in the world? Yeah. That was destroyed by the British. So yeah. I wouldn't know that my people were able to build yeah. big, incredible structures. Yeah. Once you start to, tapping into that.
1: People in yeah, come house. on, man.
0: Once you start doing. tapping into these things. Yeah. You start going oh my god like yeah oh my god like but do there you, it is but do you in think
1: that's happened as a result of the shift in in time so i i write a column focused mm. on africa a lot of my work is very much pro-africa mm. right um and i feel like there's now this global recognition um that almost validates Africans to be a part of the rest of the world. At some, at, for a very long time, we were excluded, right? Mm-hmm. For a very long time, we were pigeonholed and mm-hmm. we were told that we we could only be teachable, mm-hmm. not innovators. Mm-hmm. but we could be taught to be something. Mm-hmm. And I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day and I said, goodness, you know, um, I'm going to a concert, you know, I love going to these Afro concerts. They're like, for me, amazing. And I was saying, can you imagine when we were students in the UK, if this was the version of the UK we grew up in, can you imagine Pride. what, just even what we would be capable or even the permission we would give ourselves to do more? Because for for a lot of us that are doing more, we're outliers, right, for our generation. Um Because somehow, we just wanted to know what was on the other side. Mm -hmm. We didn't just go down the be a banker, be a doctor, Mm -hmm. be a this route, right? Which was, which was prescribed because that was guaranteed success. We were doing, I too know, let me go and try this one. Let me try that one. Maybe this, you know, and there wasn't that conscious thought of, okay, this is going to be the thing that gives me success. So I've seen somebody like me do this, or there's a bunch of us who are connected. Um, and I think that's one, one of the reasons why I started the podcast, because I thought I meet enough people where we're having these conversations amongst ourselves when we bump into each other. We're all aware of each other, but we never connect. Mm. Whereas this new generation are connected mm. in this creative space. Mm. They're connected in having conversation and normalizing it. Whereas I feel like we don't necessarily normalize it in the same way as they do. Now, for you, when the penny dropped, um, and obviously this has dropped later in your career, mm. in the early days with your first wins, um, we can talk about the open water swimming, mm. right? Because because that's that's the thing where if someone googled your name, it's probably the first yeah, thing yeah, that yeah, comes yeah, sure, up. Sure. Um, one preconceived ideas. Uh, we are black. Mm-hmm. We don't swim. Mm-hmm. In fact, we sink.
0: <laughs> which is also a lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which,
1: but again, when you look look at African or Africans, there are strong images, and I have their images in my mind of fishermen. You know, young boys diving to the bottom of a river mm-hmm. and coming up. All of that is real to us, but somehow there's this disconnect when we put ourselves in. A more developed space that we're mm-hmm. incapable. Mm-hmm. How did you deal with the perception that that could be you in those moments?
0: Yeah, I mean, just sort of start by saying you know, being the first Black Blue Peter presenter was a real moment for me to to take on board mm-hmm. something that really represented white middle class Britain. You mm-hmm. know, um, Blue Peter, for uh, listeners who don't know, is like you know this very twee um <laughs> british show that all the, the presenters on the show ended up sort of traveling around the world mm-hmm. and you know interviewing people and sort of showing culture through yeah. a, a, a particular lens for children anyway globally mm-hmm. and also in the uk and mm-hmm. making things and crafts and yeah. cooking so it's a real sort of wholesome show right and i remember i moved to london for on, on a six week basis to work behind the camera because mm. my dream was always to make documentaries whether I was in, in front of the camera or behind I just wanted to be part of the making process mm. and um, someone offered me the job in Blue Peter and I said no mm. and I asked myself like why did I say no and she was like are you silly like everyone wants to do Blue but
1: were you in media before
0: this yeah so, I'd only, so I don't so I was working regionally in a, in a local news channel okay I was there for six months because I looked around firstly that was all like <laughs> me. secondly i was like these lot i was what 22 at the time i was like these are old like and this is not the life i saw myself having like really cozy life in the back of new yorkshire in leeds Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't i wasn't ready for that Yes. so i i just factored away of moving finding a job in london and thankfully i went to an event and they were like we can offer you a six-week contract snatched it came down by myself in the backpack nothing and i found somewhere to live and it's it's a really long story it's not probably not too long to go into the podcast but coming to london was a real revelation because Mm -hmm. firstly it's buzzing it's it's intense, but also no one told me how to navigate the industry so everything you're making up as you go along so blue peter comes my way and i said no and the reason i said no is because i didn't watch it as a child Mm -hmm. i really didn't interesting I really, honestly, I, I grew up in what like... What did
1: you used to watch after school? Biker
0: Grove, Grange Hill, like the so you, slightly so naughtier you, so shows. So you
1: came in from school later then? What were you, you
0: doing in school so late? I wasn't even at school so late. I was just like... Watch cartoons and stuff, but we went, we might switch to CITV and okay. then switch to, beats. do you know what I mean? Like, there was yeah. a, a mixture. Okay. Either you do, either you watch Art Attack on CITV yeah, yeah. or you watch oh, like Blue Peter. They this were roughly at the same time. We liked yeah. Art Attack.
1: Okay. Do you know, like, we loved Art Attack instead okay. of watching
0: Blue Peter. So we were those kids. I wonder kids. what the
1: demographic says about the kids who watched Art T- Attack. And
0: know what, you want to watch Art <laughs> Attack. That's what happened. Um, but yeah, like, and, but I actually realized that they hadn't, so the, the, in, in 50 years of that program being made, yeah they had a, a black female presenter called Diane Lewis Jordan, who yes. was the one I really recognised yes. on the show. And then I was like, you know what? I don't think black guys have ever done this. No. And one of the reasons I did it was to to shatter all those myths mm-hmm. and, and reshape that narrative of how we view black people in British media. Yeah. I had I realised even at that young age that this shows in the heart of Middle England. Yeah. Every day of the week, when it's
1: Friday, without fail.
0: Imagine. Those middle English kids watching yeah. this, going the black guys just jumped out of a airplane. What? Or even questioning it or having those questions in their head. But
1: where did you get the consciousness for that at that age?
0: So my, so my granddad, so weird, late like, and this is what I'm talking about connected back to mm. your heritage. So like, we're very lucky, like my, mo- my mom's family, is the, the, the surname Idul yeah. and my grandfather's a guy called Balaji Do, Yeah. and my my grandfather basically was the leader of the Methodist church in Nigeria. Okay. And um, God rest his soul, he's got a tomb in Ikorodun, yeah. Um, and my grandma's next to him, she died very recently as well and um, my granddad travelled the world mm. uh, my granddad Cambridge graduate and yeah. uh, my granddad, if you go to my mom's house in Ikorodun you'd see pictures on the wall with my granddad at yeah. the Vatican with the Pope yeah. and stuff like yeah. that so in a weird way, I'd already had that inside me mm. it was just about harnessing it my grandfather wrote this book called Mary, okay. which is God in Yoruba yeah. and it questions the validity of our own gods it mm. questions the validity of christianity versus yes. what the, the religion before. we yeah. had pre-christianity yeah. and so i've always come from that kind of background yes. um, but weirdly none of my siblings have followed suit but for me and my mom says it now she's like sometimes you just remember your, your, your grandfather all the time <laughs> so i don't know if you can give someone yes. that or if whether it's something they have inherently yeah. but i just thought to myself i just want to do something different like mm. i was very aware i'm always a kid my mom hates it like I'm always a kid who's always asking questions. Why? Yes. Shut up! <laughs> wait, shut up! Stop asking! Shut up! Come on! Why? Can wait? you just follow? Can you just follow? And she knew I've always been that yeah. way. Always been that yeah. way. I remember even trying to get into the media industry. I lied to my parents. I said, "Um, we're going to do film and media. Why are you doing that? I want to get into advertising. Okay, yeah. advertising. Yeah, yeah. You understand that? <laughs> I was trying to be a filmmaker. I was trying to. Yeah. So I was hustling. And yeah. and for me, the the, the, the proof. For me was to show my parents mm. without telling them what I wanted to do. Nigerians yeah. operate on being shown value.
1: Hundred percent. You have
0: to show them the value. Yes. So if you're trying to tell them, they no. can't imagine it. No. a particular no. demographic no. Anyway, and this a particular generation. Well,
1: I think for, for 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 the reason being is they never saw it. Exactly. So if we think of our parents, like my parents, like your granddad, um, were the generation where they came here to do, you know further education, so mm. master's or some vocation, but they were the generation who went back. Mm. They had mm. to go back. Mm. They had to go and create value back home. And the only way they could do it was through industry because Nigeria needed industrious Nigerians mm. to continue to function. And so when you're talking about creative cultural arts, they're thinking, but that's not for us. It's supposed to be for people who have options. And then to to fast forward you now going but i am the product mm. of of that journey You've created that. yeah You've but created they don't that. i don't think they recognize that mm. i think my parents only recently started to accept that the role that they played is to be able to give us these options but also
0: you know my mom my parents we all love watching tv yeah if I'm sitting there watching it, but well, not connect. Well, it. Well, I know, but also my mom, my mom, some you know, my mom, i have come from a very unique mm. uh, space. Like my mom, as a nurse in Nigeria at the time, went to Japan mm. for like a month or something. Yeah. My my dad has travelled around Europe and yeah. Canada and stuff like that. So we, I remember my dad used to bring us like little flight pins back yeah. from when he used to sit in the cockpit yeah. from KLM. You yeah, used to fly at KLM, yeah, they're yeah, the yeah. best. <laughs> or British Airways, they're the best. You know, so like yeah. I already had that in my head. Mm. How did they not think that that would rub off on me and make me want more from the world? Do you know what I mean? Like, it,
1: it's it's quite shocking actually when yeah. you think about because sometimes I say to my mum, but what did you think would happen? Yeah, like yeah,
0: there is. I'm, th- think I'm gonna s- have my lot. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> but you've shown me. But also that that was the mad yeah. thing. So the first thing I I did, and this is really fascinating, mm. and I don't know whether it's because I was born in Nigeria. Yeah, um, but. When I first started Blue Peter, the first film we did was to go back to Nigeria and show yes, the audience where yes. I grew up, all this kind of stuff, yes. right? And for me, what hit me in the brain was that I actually grew up around people, Black people, yeah. that were just doing things. Yeah. Like there wasn't your Black, so no. you can't do this. Yeah. Like our next door neighbour in, in, in Ibado at the time was like a soap actress. Yeah. She so was like everyone, one of the soap everyone, actresses. Everyone
1: tried something. And do you know something. what I mean? She was creative. Like yeah. so
0: I'll say to Mom, yeah. you remember our next door neighbor? She was <laughs> a soap actress. So why do you yeah. not think that like yeah. we might want to even venture yeah. into other arts or yeah. something like that? Yeah. I was like, this is the foundation you brought us up yeah. in. It wasn't until I was I came here that my parents became really cautious of yeah. that. Like, you know what? I don't know what the options are here. How Stick how to this. Yeah. I don't see how you're going to permeate here. But, but also, I had the background of being like, I know
1: other people. what I, I can be. Yeah. Look,
0: I've seen doctors. Yeah. Uncle's a lawyer. Yeah. Uncle's a whatever. Yeah. I know what that looks like. Yeah. But Uncle that was travels. Auntie travels.
1: first BAFTA nomination. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And yeah. I
1: wonder um, what parents feel in that I'm a parent now. Um. Um, and sometimes I sort of dial back into some of my experiences and, and my parents' reactions to yeah. some of the outcomes. And I think, gosh, like they certainly, in their minds, had no idea what they were, what they had, what seeds they had planted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds the same for you, where your parents almost discount the experiences that they have because in some ways you're in this new space, new world where you're conditioned in the same way that we initially believe less of ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think we don't internalize it the same way they do. Mm-hmm. And so then becomes this romance of they're going back home to retire.
0: Exactly, which I never did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so like I can't do, nothing yeah, works, know, nothing know, works, know, they're I stressed.
0: I know, I know. Um, I think that's a good point actually. It's a very good point you you put there. And I think is you know immigrants, no, I'd call as migrants actually. Yeah. Let's reshape that. Let's mm. reshape that. As migrants mm. to the UK in uh 1990, I think not enough can be as much as I know anyway. Not enough is said for my parents of what they went through no. on on the streets of the UK, not at in, all. In, within the NHS, not at all. all that. Do you know what I mean? Like
1: or just in general. Yeah. Like my my dad um told me the first story about his first job offer, which was in the UK. Mm. I went not the company. Mm. Um, but my dad's name's Gregory. Mm-hmm. It's very English. His first name is Gregory. And, um, his, our last name's like Oriagi. It's kind of nondescript. Mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't imagine that, you know, a black guy was going to walk through the door. the door. And so, you know, my dad's quite clever. And so he was offered lots of jobs and, you know, he really wanted to work for this company because, you know, as a young chap, it was a company that he loved um and he says you know the first day he turns up at the job and like the manager looks at him and just with one look he understood what that look was um and he didn't he didn't they sort of withdrew the offer Mm. um or my mom saying about wanting to rent um, properties um, because my mom went to france at 17 Mm. and you know she would have to send one of her french friends ahead to try and rent the room Mm. Um, because they wouldn't
0: rent to a black person. Can I be honest with you? If I'm honest, like, you know, even as, 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 as a young adult, yeah. someone in TV, mm-hmm. whatever, before I bought a place, yeah. that was still a preoccupation in my head. How would you, even when you're airbnb now, yeah. I think about these things when I travel still. Oh, I'm like, are they going to be, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, it's, it's that so part yeah. of... Yeah our DNA to a certain degree. It is. Even though we are now, I guess, much more global citizens.
1: But we still experience it. Exactly, exactly. I just moved home. Mm. And one of the challenges of my new move Mm. is I've moved to an area where someone like me isn't a reality for a lot of the Mm. people who live in that area. Mm. Mm. And so you, there's this fear of the unknown and there's this threat that you present. Even though you have no idea
0: what they're afraid of, but also if you don't do it, who will? This yeah. is what I, This is what I say. Yeah. I am not going to stop myself mm. from enjoying the fruits of my labor yeah. just because I'm worried that someone's going to feel a bit disruffled, like mm. or ruffle some feathers. Yeah. Nah, man. I'm done. Like this. This is how you shift the dial from where we were to where we what we, what, what what we're becoming. Mm. And I still see to a certain degree my parents carrying this backpack of heavy baggage mm. and we talked about therapy yeah. i mean like there's, there's a journey through that yeah. also and i think that that is about shifting the dial as well yeah. but for me i'm like whatever the afterworld looks like i mm. don't know what i do know about it is what i'm doing here right now yeah and what i'm doing right here right now is working hard mm. but also making sure i enjoy labour, like yes. the idea of taking time off, the idea of having a holiday, yes. the idea of switching off. Mm. Do you realise how much better at productivity you are when you rest? That's what my parents did not afford themselves.
1: No. But rest rest was ya yeah, lazy. You're lazy. Get up. Do you know the biggest advice my dad gave me? Get up and do
0: in. something. My, 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 and it sticks to my head. It's something I, I spoke to my life coach about yeah. recently. He said um, it's, it stayed with me because he said it so when I was so young. Yeah. And he said um, it's okay to you know to to, to 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 rest, but don't be idle. Yeah, don't be idle. What do you mean, don't be idle? <laughs> so you're not really resting. <laughs> you're not really staying in bed and yes. just like reading the Can newspaper or <laughs> listen to a podcast. Don't be idle. Can what? I? See? So, so hold on. So you're saying you, you're not resting? No. No, 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 don't no. Be idle. Just don't be idle. But yeah. that means doing something. Yeah. But
1: I struggled to not do anything. I know. Like I know. my sister came around the other day <laughs> and she goes, Yeah, I don't understand what you're doing. Mm. Like you haven't sat the whole time we're here. I've actually come to sit and enjoy your company. Mm. And she goes, Yeah, but you've decided to cook. You've decided to do this. Mm. You've decided to give the children two million toys to play with. And I realize I actually don't know how to do nothing. Mm. Like, I really don't know how to not do something. And even though <laughs> we like to think that we rest, yeah. um, sometimes when people go, oh, what are you doing now? And I go, I'm resting.
0: Mm.
1: Um, sometimes they take offense to it, but I don't think they realize how big a milestone it is for me to actually say that I am choosing the, black, to rest. Black
0: like, joy equals black rest. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, can't, you know, when you talk about not celebrating your winnings, yeah. Because you're not sitting down to reflect on how far you've come. No, no. Think about that.
1: And For, we're hard on ourselves.
0: Incredibly. I mean, some is validated by the environments we're in, yeah. but even, even excuse to use the, you know, the, the ideology of, of Christianity, but it's like Jesus carrying that cross yeah. every day of his life. Yeah. That's, That's what we do. He
1: takes no breaks. No
0: breaks. Oh, no up, keep walking, <laughs> just keep walking, <laughs> but I'm tired. <laughs> Do, You've got a bigger purpose. Yeah, do does, does tired give you results. I'm sweating, <laughs> I'm bleeding. Ah, so don't be idle. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> but it, it's I think that that re, readdressing those yeah. issues or those ideas or ideologies that have been planted in our in yeah. us. And I think some of it is incredibly cultural.
1: Yeah. It,
0: it is the most freeing thing. My my my, my life coach once said to me, he's like, What's your relationship with stillness? I was like, mm. on?" still now i'm talking mm. to you <laughs> yeah. it's like what's already and it's really got me thinking about yeah. so much of that and I'm not saying that will never not creep back up again yeah. um every day you know i'm mm. like i need to just chill today i need to chill today the yeah. day i literally mistook this the, the, the woman i get coffee every morning from mm. a cafe i was sitting outside in a different situation the same mm. woman came up to me in a different situation yeah. i was like hey and I thought she was someone else yeah i thought she was someone i thought she was my podcast producer yeah. <laughs> and i literally spoke to her for about 30 minutes about what at we're work. doing with the podcast yeah and she was just looking at me and i didn't clocked yeah she, she was uncomfortable and yeah. she went okay, okay bye yeah and then it dawned on me I was, oh my god that's that's the woman that serves me coffee every morning <laughs> do you know why because i was arrested
1: and you're on go i wasn't charging
0: you're on go literally you're, you're I don't know how many what? siblings you've got. Oh, do not I? Kill I can't. I can't. what's it on I'll tell you. I'll allow I I, I him. I can't allow him. You just yeah, have you. kill me. You just yeah, have kill you. me. No, you're killing yourself. <laughs> you're killing yourself. It's not me. You're killing yourself. You need to rest.
1: My mom listens to the show. Mommy, I'm really
0: sorry. But it, we we laugh about it because yeah. it's actually really funny. Like, you yeah. know, our our parents, I mean, I don't think we'd be industrious otherwise. No. I don't think we'd do things we're doing now otherwise. But I think, how do we shift what we've learned? Mm. And this is the evolution of generations, right? Like, is is obviously respect the tradition, respect culture, respect all these kind of things. But how can we further it to to be part of an emerging world? And there's no mistake we're in this country right now. So what can we also learn from the places we're in? Yeah. Because we don't have a template of who we were.
1: No, not not in the sense that it gives us a strength and identity to navigate being a third culture African. It, it really doesn't. Mm. Um, and everyone asked me, oh, why did I call the third mm. culture Africans? And I was like, well, in fairness, even within Africa, most Africans are third culture Africans. Yeah, yeah. You know, my parents are from Benin. I was born in Potalka. Mm. I grew up in Potalka. So actually a lot of my friends growing up don't realize that I'm from Benin. Everyone mm. thinks that I'm a Potalka girl. How mad
0: is that though? I call the Benin War. Yeah, I'm yeah, mad. you did, you did. one of you the most did. incredible civilizations But, but in you know what history. I mean?
1: But everyone who I grew up with assumes, um, so you learn even within a country like Nigeria mm. to code switch very quickly. And then you come to the UK and you realize it's just another version of it. Massive. Because if you're in, say, for instance, you're in Lagos, your reaction in Lagos and, you know, you probably speak Yoruba mm. versus you go to the north. I know you
0: nothing go- about what they're saying up there
1: exactly i don't know what they're saying but to blend in you might give them some pigeons of course yeah of course because of course. somehow somewhere, you must you, get you, you must, must communicate you yeah must, yeah so you true. must flow yeah. and so when people say oh gosh nigerians can live anywhere in the world
0: because we've had to adapt within because our own we've
1: structure. had to adapt within our own country and mm-hmm. we adapt daily and constantly i lived in south africa for five years and, you know, the Zulu's are different. The Xhosa's a different. It is. Mm-hmm. Everyone has something else they bring to the table. But here is the funny thing. I adapted. Mm-hmm. As much as everyone was like, oh, Nigerians and South Africans. I'm like, I have tons of South African mm-hmm. friends who love jollof rice now because mm-hmm. of me. Mm-hmm. And we have this ability to navigate life mm-hmm. where I think it's almost like a superpower.
0: But oh, also I think you need to give, yeah, you need to give... We need to give ourselves credit because it's out of necessity. So, so if I say to you, "Look, you know," because uh, I work in sport, yeah, and it, it, it baffles me. It really, I love it because mm. a lot of these black players from France or yeah. Italy or whatever, they speak four languages, man.
1: Yeah, mother tongue. Yeah,
0: usually, are not. Whether from we're from Cameroon or Nigeria, not in that race. I know, but still, yeah, I look at it as a further, a, a greater black pride.
1: Totally.
0: Because for me, it's like a lot of my European friends, white European friends, will travel
1: yeah.
0: and still get away with English.
1: I speak. You can't even oh, pronounce the name correctly.
0: But also, sit in the expat community.
1: Yeah.
0: We can't do that because there are not enough of us everywhere no. else. So no. if we do travel, even though the, the color of our skin doesn't Estim- allow you to blend in, assimilate or die, you okay. have to. <laughs> when you, you hear like a black person speaking Russian, yeah. you're like. Ah! Uncles, you know, mom's friends and family. Yeah. You know, they have been travelling to Russia. I remember yeah. my, my mom's best friend's husband at the time. Yeah. He just picked up the phone, square <laughs> 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 What is it? Because I can play. He works in Russia every so? day. Yeah. He's back to Russia. I was like, yeah. look at that adaptability. Yeah, but but that shows a greater ingenuity.
1: Definitely.
0: And that those are the things for me that I, I sort of latch onto. Those are the things I hold onto when I need to find power and I just mm. seek power and say, mm. do you know what? You just need to look further to yeah. find where that power looks like yeah. what that power looks like because you won't necessarily see it in front of you especially when you live in in, in the western structure yeah. but actually it's your duty to find your power for yourself
1: yeah.
0: yeah
1: two world records oh well yes 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 so while you're
0: telling us we should rest you are busy collecting one record uh, leave me alone now i, uh, to, I need to world.
1: collecting one record <laughs> Talking everywhere on the (laughs) waves, TV, radio. So, guys, take take his advice with Pinch of Salt. He has two world records. But this is the thing about us, right? Because there is a rebuttal to to someone saying, well, but maybe you have the luxury of saying this because you've been afforded Mm. these experiences. Mm. Now, how do you get to a point where, was a world record even a goal for you? No. You know,
0: I I sell... this sounds really weird. Mm. I seldom set myself goals.
1: Interesting. Yeah,
0: I'm not sort of a goal orientate. Maybe I do subconsciously. Um, yeah. I, I feel like we've got this running thing in our family of mm. premonitions. Okay. And I wonder how much of that is attached to our culture, who yeah. we were. I, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I always sort of sometimes foresee that. Do you know what? I think I wouldn't mind trying TV. Mm. I don't know what that. Journey looks like, yeah. But I end up putting myself in these really bizarre situations yes. and yeah. just going for broke. They call it manifesting. I try to, maybe that's my or whatever you yeah. want to call it. But yeah. I still don't feel manifesting is enough.
1: Mm. You
0: have to move forward yes. into that for whatever it is that's helping you out yeah. to take you further. Agreed. If I'm sitting on my couch right now, I'm not, I'm not gonna do Blue Peter. Yeah, I moved to London after six weeks because I said, I can't be here, man. Yeah. Like, I want more, I want yeah. more for my life, you know. Yeah. And I didn't even know I was gonna present, I actually yeah. came to work behind the camera. Yeah, Blue Peter came as a product of yes. me coming to London for six weeks yeah. with a month's rent mm. and mm. being at the BBC bar and mm. chatting to someone who was the producer. Oh, it's good to talk, it is. I mean, that's, what that's, what talk. that's what we do oh, best. That's what we do best. That's what we do best.
1: When people tell me, Oh, I have an idea, how did you start? Mm. I said, Honestly, it's good to talk because yeah. there's something, and I've had to learn that because mm. our culture teaches us, ah, don't talk about your business, mm. Mm. don't, you don't know who, we
0: don't even trust each other, you don't other. know who That's is for issue. you, That's you don't issue. know who, don't trust each other. I, I, I think I think there's the, yeah. there's some truth to that because, yeah. you know, we, we're in a competitive environment, right? So yeah. actually someone takes your idea, whatever, yeah. be, be, be very aware of that, but it's really important to connect with people. But mm. back to your original question, do yeah. I about goal setting and, and things mm. like that and world records um so the world record for me came after i'd done five years on the program yeah and i realized that actually this is a this is a part has actually become part of my journey over the last you know on my career trajectory yes. it's a subconsciously after five years i lose most, a lot of interest in what i'm doing Oh, so it's i'm you. done
1: literally i flogged
0: it i've done everything i think
1: you and i see the same characters <laughs> i'm like literally my therapist was talking because i'm like i was like i have this enthusiasm i start something i see it work after that i'm not interested i'm not interested i'm done done, i need to go and learn something else exactly so what literally my last session was talking about the fact that do i go out seeking challenges Mm. because why must i go and find the hard one why must i find something but but, but that
0: also comes into resting that also comes into bathing in 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 the success you've created for yourself and mm. we'll, we'll get onto that for sure but like yeah. the world record was literally a, you know two BAFTA nominations first time as a presenter mm. wow wow that's amazing yes. but learn to bunch to jump out of a helicopter um learn to skydive yeah. um learn to drive a race car this is yes. all part of the blue peter life you know yes. that's what they yes. do they challenge the presenters to do whatever yes. and i thought to myself Black people, i don't see swimming no. Why is this?
1: But we grew up swimming.
0: Of course. Nigeria has a coast. Yeah, it's, 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 we grew up swimming. <laughs> Nigeria has a coast. Yeah, we like, grew up swimming. You know, this is the mad thing. And yeah. And I, I I started really playing with this thing. And I started going, every Olympics I've watched, there was Eric the eel, I remember years ago. Mm. He was the one. So why is everyone clapping? But you know, what, what is, yeah? so I just started thinking, you know what? The job of this program, if I'm gonna stick to my mission, mm. is that we want to inspire young people to push themselves beyond what they knew Mm -hmm. what was interesting was for me everything i'd done previously because of the structure of it Mm -hmm. there was a very high chance that i'd complete it Mm -hmm. we had the best help we had the best people experts around this so i was going to complete it for once in my journey as a broadcaster i'd be doing something i wasn't sure i was able to finish Mm -hmm. and i thought you've got two endings here you can show your audience that you don't have to be great at everything yeah but you can still work hard
1: yeah.
0: or you could show your audience that you are trying to overcome something that's so painfully scary for you mm-hmm. that what's on the other side of that is mm-hmm. something really fruitful mm-hmm. and that was why i learned to swim i had 10 weeks to learn to swim mm-hmm. not just that i'd be the first person to swim across the deepest stretch of ocean in the world which is the, mm-hmm. the Mariana trench the yeah. opening part of it which i would be swimming with the, the Pilau trench mm-hmm. 11 miles deep five miles across and it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life mm. because I genuinely was petrified mm. of water. Like, mm. it was a real thing for me. I, w- I was getting hypnotized. I mean, there were everything <laughs> under the sun. <laughs> Therapy. Oh <my> God, <laughs> but also, but also, you know, for, for me, it was yeah. really important to show Black vulnerability.
1: Yeah. Ooh.
0: That's the most powerful thing for Ooh. me that came out of this. Are we going there? We might do if you want to. Are we going there? I'm, I'm open. There? I'm an open book. Are we like, going there? Black vulnerability instead of black strength is so powerful for me because that's also part of our makeup to be strong
1: yeah yeah
0: it's also why you will see uh, a black mom and dad send their kids to swimming lessons Mm -hmm. but they're not getting in the water as well yeah and i want to play on that Mm -hmm. i want to show us that in order for us to get the best out of our Offspring, siblings, friends. Yeah. we need to be able to show that actually we haven't got it all together.
1: No, no. It's
0: so important. No.
1: And but that's why I learned don't, to say. But people won't believe you if you say you don't have it together. I just read all those many things. <laughs> they won't believe you. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you don't. That's what you, that's what people say. Mm. You mentioned the word mission mm. and you said your mission. <clears throat> We're in this age where everyone's talking about knowing your purpose. Mm. I think it's such a loaded. It's very loaded. It's such a loaded loaded. word. But you use the word mission. At what point did you decide you had a mission, whichever one of your missions? So, At what point did it become clear that maybe this is what I'm supposed
0: to be doing? So it's important to caveat this with the fact that now my relationship with that mission is 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 less far far less stressful than it used to be Mm. um i was obsessed with this idea that there was no one that looked like me doing things out Mm. there at the time there was a guy called reggie yates um, and a guy called otis who were the three Mm. black people and angelica bell as well um i I sort of know her now she's brilliant and um i was like there's no black traveler so my focus was always i want to be the Mm. First black blue pizza presenter. Yes. First black man to swim, first yeah. black man to bungee jump out of it. Yeah. You know all these kind of firsts, those firsts. Yeah. So I was like, I'm changing it, but also that became my identity. And mm. also that sort of lent to my big mental breakdown in yeah. when I was 28 because yeah. I put this pressure, pressure. on myself yeah. to be the one. Yeah. But also I, I don't, I can't articulate this enough. When you're one of the few that are doing stuff, you feel the pressure of everybody else to try and represent, to be mm. this, to be that. So my journey really away from a mission, my new mission really from what it used to be is is actually my mission is is based on authenticity mm. and try to be my most authentic self because mm. my version of black is very different to anyone else's. Totally. And actually it's really important for us to see yeah. that. And yeah. that's what I talk about, the vulnerability. That's what yeah. I talk about um going into businesses. When yeah. you spoke about going into businesses, yeah. it's, it's to... Demystify mm. black because it's a social construct. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean I have to just like chicken. Yeah. I can be also vegan. Yeah. I do
1: quite like vegan. I mix it up. I,
0: I mix like, it up. It's, it's, it's also understanding that I don't need a big portion of food. I can have a little, Are you sure? most, bu- oh, it depends on sure? how much <laughs> the I've done. But do you
1: know what I'm trying to say? Are sure can you say no to a plate of uh, Jalof? Well, Sweet a, If, if it's pounders, yeah, just little mouths. Please,
0: just small, small now. Please, just small, small. But, it, you know, I, I use that yeah. literally, but, like, yeah, yeah. it's about really trying to shake off the baggage of what I'm supposed to be or what I feel I'm supposed to be and just be me. Yeah, I don't want to be sitting here in 10 years' time, mm-hmm. if I'm still here, you know, by the grace of whoever, and be saying... You know what? It's been hard, man. I'm just put, no. I'm, I'm grateful that I've tried to reshape the paradigms of who I think I should be. I now live between the seaside and I live in London. I live in the seaside because my parents wouldn't have dared thought, you know what? Let's go to the beach. (laughs) Let's just relax. Yeah. Let's, let's put our feet in the water and, and and just look and go, Oh,
1: this is nice. nice. Yeah. This is nice. You're supposed to be aspiring all the time. All the time. All the time. But actually,
0: why are you enjoying it? So yeah. for me, it, the mission immediately was that. Now the mission is about based on authenticity. And everything I do, I hope, yes. from the work that I do, is based on trying to find or be closer to my authentic self with mm. power and, um, and and with success as well. I want to talk
1: about fear of failure. Yeah, please. Um, Because you talked about wanting to be first being a thing at the time and then you having a breakdown as a result of the pressure.
0: Mm.
1: Now, how much did fear play a role in propelling that narrative for
0: you? I mean, there's so many different facets of fear that I faced coming through the industry. Mm. Fear of not being accepted, of being who I really want to be. Mm. Uh, fear of letting my parents down because yeah. this was a, a path they didn't understand and I had to prove that yeah. I made the right choice mm. and, and and there are there are there are a few more let's, let's start with that first one because the, I actually realized as I finished now actually in hindsight when you look back I realized that that mental breakdown at 28 came from a young boy who had a mm. really old man I do not really understood himself being thrust into an environment that didn't understand him or didn't actually want to get to know him yeah. um, and that environment in itself was a BBC show full of upper middle class white people yeah. but also and this is where it gets really dark mm. and I don't talk about this often but mm. it's really important to mention that the ship in itself, Blue Peter So for people that don't know Blue Peter, again, we used to get these little badges, which Mm -hmm. were little tokens that you'd give children, who either wrote something in or whatever. It was also the emblem of the program. That ship was a ship that was, it's a real ship, that was created in the 1800s, sent out on a voyage of discovery. And what is a voyage of discovery? Mm -hmm. Some might say that's colonialism. (laughs) So in the guise of that, The DNA of the program was based on that. And here I am from a colonized country, working for the master in essence. And actually the master didn't want to get to know me as a a young, intelligent, black Nigerian man. Mm -hmm. They wanted to get to know me based on how comfortable they felt with me. So when you go through that meal and you don't really have a sense of who you are, it messes with your brain like you would not believe and i just couldn't understand this underlying anxiety i had mm. and i would say at points depression i mm. had through that show because i was like why do i i'm doing some amazing things why yeah. do I why, I why am i not enjoying it yeah. it's because in essence i wasn't really being authentic no. i'd be given a script yeah. written by someone else that didn't look like me yeah i also didn't realize i was dyslexic till that time and wow. i'd adhd at that time so i couldn't even memorize it the way everyone people were me- memorizing i couldn't articulate it yes. the same everyone else was uh, the same way everyone yes. else is articulating it so i felt really dumb and stupid yet here i was the first ever black man yeah. to host this incredible yeah. show and i wasn't wearing it yeah. with pride yeah i was almost a little ashamed of mm. it i was almost a little scared of it mm. and fundamentally I was, I was actually scared of my full potential yeah. and this is what comes for not celebrating success. Mm. This is what comes from not celebrating ourselves mm. at home. We say, yes, we're you're about, we love them, mm. you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But we're the first person to say, ah, you put on weight?" <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh gosh. What's happened to your Is cheeks? everything I, okay? Is everything okay? And <laughs> that everything okay? They don't want you to explain that you're sad or you're oh, feeling no. lonely or no. stuff like that. <laughs> it's a loaded question yeah. with no answer. Yeah. And, you know, you grew up around an environment like this. Yeah. Also an environment that teaches you. And if I'm honest, I think to a certain degree, our our parents learn to be submissive in these environments. Yeah. That tells you just deal with your lot. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Be grateful to have a job. Yeah. Be grateful to have a job. You keep your head down and you do what you're told. Very much. And it was the fear. Don't
1: ruffle any feathers. And
0: even then, you know, through Blue Peter, my name, I was using my my Christian name. Andrew yes. or Andy, yeah. And that in, I was
1: going to ask that yeah, question. Yeah, we'll
0: go there. We'll go there. It's and, coming. And that, and, that, <laughs> and that, in itself was, you know, a construct created by my dad. You know, mm. like we were a Nigerian Catholic family. Um, my dad gave us all Catholic names based on our birthdays and the yeah. saints it was attached to, and the re- even at school the register was Andrew or Andy, not mm. Odunayo. Yeah. And for me, reclaiming that back in. Yeah. British lexicon mm-hmm. was the most empowering thing based on that breakdown because mm-hmm. I realised just how much I was really hiding.
1: Yeah,
0: you know what I mean. Yeah, and in the same way as your dad walking into those yeah. interviews
1: yeah.
0: with his English-sounding British name, name yeah. for me, I wanted to fight the fight. Yeah, the Ayo, Akinwolere. Yeah. Is, a yeah. Ayo, yeah. is the name on British TV. Ayo Akeem is the name on British yeah. TV, doing amazing things on the BBC, yeah. so that the ones that come after me are looking and saying, yo, I don't have to be anybody else. Yeah. But that is, you know, that is yeah. what I'm talking about. My, my constant mission now is yeah. just to take the pressure of that old self away yeah. and also the ego that comes with that old self. Totally. Because that old self, the rewards were really interesting. Mm. The places you go, mm. the people you're on a table with,
1: you're less, you're less threatening you're less threatening <clears throat> you know you said the thing about the name for that very reason my parents didn't give us english names i love that so their experience my mum's irene my dad's mm-hmm. gregory mm-hmm. they come from the era right mm-hmm. where they went to missionary schools etc yeah. and for that reason none of us were given english names it's powerful. um we were all given bini names mm-hmm. um purely because it still didn't stop people from assuming we were non, non-black non because yeah. the names they gave us were, oh, yeah, were yeah, not yeah. very descriptive of our heritage. But I think um, talking about um, going into Milk first, mm. uh, Milk first Productions and I guess the first documentary you decide to focus on mm. has something to do with police brutality, racism, mm what was the driving force behind that being the work you wanted to put out because i think for we have listeners who live in africa who don't have this same struggle as we do um but in different ways right because n is real some of the political unrest we see across the continent is real so there, there's always been this parallel between our identity and what happens with the forces that are supposed to be uh protecting of us right regardless of where in the world that you are what was the catalyst to making you choose that as this is the project i wanted to put out
0: so let me just let you know that there's two people in our production. There's Alex, my business partner, who's a black man from a small Yorkshire town mm. in the middle of nowhere. It's a small mining town up, up in Yorkshire in the north of England. And obviously, as a black man, who grew up in Birmingham, mm. uh, England, and we both find ourselves in London yeah. together. He's a he's a director. I'm a TV presenter. Mm. We're both incredibly creative. Yeah. And in the lockdown, we just said, look. We've been talking about this for a while. Should we start our own production company? Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than the depiction of ourselves being created by someone else. Mm-hmm. And it just so also happened that Alex's father was the first ever black policeman in Swinton. No way. He joined the. He's a so Alex is from the Caribbean. Yeah. His dad's from Saint Kitts, mm-hmm. and they, you know, moved to his dad part of the Windrush mm-hmm. generation yeah. he came to the UK, at the age of eight. Wow. Very similar to when I came to yeah, the UK yeah. as well. So he is a black man that talks like, that, like, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> proper Yorkshire, yes. you know. Yeah. And for me, there were so many levels of what we wanted to do mm. here. I wanted to bring cultural intelligence to our people. Yes. So we understood that this inner city London life isn't black culture in the UK. Yes, That black culture where I grew up in Birmingham yes. is different than Nigerians there too. L-B-E. Scotland, L-B-E. Wales, L-B-E. Yorkshire and actually educate ourselves on who we are. Oh, yeah. Because we don't, have, yet again, we're not a monolith. Yeah. And actually Alex's experience as a black man up there okay. and my experiences in the Midlands are very, very different. Mm. So, and also tell British audiences that we're not a monolith, yeah. white British audiences that we're as varied yeah. <laughs> and and different as white the white population in Britain. Yeah. It's really, really important to stress this. Yeah. But also the story of a, a black man who stood on the front line of the minor strike, big historical moments in British history. Um, the Hillsborough disaster, which was a, a disaster that killed so many people at a Football Stadium. Um, you know, the National Front marches in the UK. A black man was here, all the other people we see there are these white policemen yes. who fought off. Yes. He was the guy on the front line, yeah. And talking about police brutality and how little it's changed even now mm. even though they had a black man on their front line yeah it was a real illustration of how this country operates and mm. for us what we want to do with the production company is just lift the lid on who we feel we are as a, as, as a population yeah i'm very it, it's like really important for me and alex when we make programs mm. to say what are we asking what questions are we asking our audience yeah what do you and also we, we see things through a different lens, both mm. black and white, right? Mm. We've grown up in predominantly white environments, yeah. but we're fundamentally black and our families yeah. celebrate who we are and we yeah. love that. But there's, there's always a double way of looking at things when we make these things. It's that, what are we telling our people and what are we telling mainstream white populations? Mm-hmm. And that documentary basically symbolizes the kind of direction we really want to go with, with the documentaries we make. It, it's to ask deeper questions about society, deeper questions about who we are as people, but also demystify the history of this country to understand that the people that built this country mm. need to be respected and need to be given their flowers. Yeah. And that's really important for us. So that's why yeah. we, we went down that route.
1: And and I think, to to echo your point, I think that's one of the inspirations behind the show for me because, you know, when I look at the press that I've been in over the years mm. and I look at some of my friends and, and they're, they're you know, media exposure We can't tell the stories in the same way we just cannot yeah. because when the, the nuances are so varied mm-hmm. that you kind of understand that there is something educational about your journey and so it's it's all about creating wanderlust. Yeah. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. whereas amongst ourselves and, and and i was i was sort of sat thinking where do i go to if beyond fella and code we don't actually have curators of our own stories yeah. that even we can look at even of our peers we can actually go oh is that what they did okay i can learn from this and so i hear you on wanting to create a voice um that can be amplified because essentially that's <clears throat> the crux of your work now right um Speaking about, I guess, more on your work, but sort of taking a little bit of a diversion mm-hmm. into um, money. Yeah. Okay, we don't talk about it enough.
0: No, i was okay. literally having this conversation with my sister today. She's literally just she's flying up. She's just flown yeah. from America and we talk, I mean, we, went, we went went to the pub yeah last night to have a drink and yeah. I said, "What are you doing with your money, man?" I said to her, "What are you doing with your money?" Yeah, don't do it enough.
1: No, we don't talk about money enough. Mm-hmm. But I would like to, yeah. um, because a portion of this show, hopefully, is about us also normalizing that conversation. Um, but helping people navigate. Entrepreneurship isn't easy. It's not a one-way street. Um, being in the media, everyone assumes you're probably making millions, millions, because you're on TV every day. Um, And I know for some people who are in the media, not everyone is confident to say, actually I was a salaried employee and I was only earning X. And perhaps I didn't understand the opportunities that I could have had to amplify my earnings or social media wasn't what it was now where I had other opportunities. Now, how do you make money as somebody like you?
0: Okay, So let's start. With blue peter and this is the biggest misconception you work on a bbc you're making lots of money mm. what the bbc did to me at the time because they love doing this thing when they pluck you out of obscurity it means yeah. you're too young to know what's going on <laughs> um is that i started behind the camera mm. so structurally i couldn't get a big pay rise mm. because it was overinflated yeah. if i was to be a presenter yeah so what they did was give me a little pay rise from mm. I'm, I'm talking i was the t-boy yeah to going in front of camera yeah. it was that quick mm. so i was literally on pretty much minimum wage for my first year and incrementally it got better but by the time i left it, it yeah. wasn't really that much So yeah. all it's probably the same as someone by the end of it that was work that would be working full-time in as a manager in a supermarket
1: but you had put in more years
0: exactly of experience, experience in that job right okay but the way i work with money realistically i think it's really important is i actually operate on on the level that i haven't got much money Mm. so one of the things that i loved and one of the positives of being on blue Peter, is that even though i wasn't on much money i wasn't paying for much Mm. because you've got the bbc blanket yeah food allowance yeah you know when you travel everything's paid for all this kind of stuff so every bit of time I had, I was just putting it away. Mm. And that's how I actually got to afford my house, yes. like or my place by, yeah. by the seaside. Because I was just putting money away mm. when I didn't, instead of being like,
1: let's go out. Let's go out. What's that you know? <laughs> I mean, we? Hey, plenty, you know spending. plenty spending. spending. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but think about it, like yeah. we are we are a culture. Of a based on escapism.
1: Ah, oh, we like to enjoy. We like
0: to enjoy. Why? It's, cra- so. it's the craziest <laughs> it's rhetoric the I've ever seen. And actually, people feel yeah. guilty yeah. if they're not seen to be enjoying. Yeah. But it's a different kind of. But my thing is, yeah. if in five years' time yeah. you have got nothing to show for it, yeah. why are you standing on a yacht in Dubai ah, popping champagne? Pop it. <laughs> <laughs> Because you think you need to keep up to something that you're really not. And what that evolved to when I left Lupita, and actually that was a yearly contract, so it would be what you class as a salary job Mm. in many respects, and you don't get that much in TV, is that I was a freelancer. Mm. And my my life has basically gone from being a TV presenter Mm. to trying to hone in on and maximise, actually, I Mm. think that's a better word, on who I am and what I have to offer. Mm. And from then I realized that actually, am I going to sit here waiting for the phone to call? Mm. Or am I going to actually try and create a brand mm. based on the things we've been talking about?
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah. I, I realized now growing up that a lot of people don't have that confidence, but yeah. I don't know whether it's something inherently inside of me mm-hmm. from when I was a kid yeah. to where I am now, mm-hmm. but I've always never wanted to just settle for my lot mm. because I see Touchwood this long life ahead of me, mm. and it doesn't have to be one thing,
1: yeah,
0: but also, I was never taught that it doesn't have to be one thing. Mm. One thing I started realizing when I hung out with a lot more privileged people than I was was this inherent confidence mm. that they had to just turn their hands mm. to something else, yeah. You know, people that go to university to study the classics—like, yeah. what on earth does that give literature. you? Literature, literature, literature. And then you know, that the editor of the Times, and you're like, yeah. what? How? The... <laughs> Philosophy. <laughs> and, then, and your parents are saying you have to do this because if you yeah. do that, you can do that, and you can yeah. go into medicine or something like yeah. that. And you're saying, but these people—something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Hold on. these, these yeah. people have studied classics, and, yeah. and they're now yeah. head journalist at the Guardian or yeah. whatever. And when I got that, I was like, do you know what? What if I start doing what they're doing mm. a little bit and actually start taking pride in the fact that I was the only person to yeah. do this, this, and this? I'll yeah. tell you a thing. Basically, after I left Lupita and mm. I went through that mental slump, mm. I actually disconnected from TV. I actually wrote a lecture mm. called Finding Your Voice and I travelled around universities with it because I realised actually it had this intellectual property mm. that I wasn't really uh, manifesting and using yeah. because it'd been knocked out of me mm. while I was on Blue Peter to be this very simple... Mm. Funny, bubbly, 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 oh my god,
1: man. I was gonna say to you, how did you navigate the hi all the time, it, 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 like as your default? Me, but I'm, I'm quite
0: an energetic, energetic person yeah. anyway, so like, for me, I'm I'm, I'm genuinely ready to be a, a decently yeah. happy person, and that wasn't too bad, but they want you to ramp it up, and mm. I think that was some of it, I was like, this isn't funny, this yeah. isn't interesting, like, yeah. also, this is a very bland segment <laughs> i didn't like making stuff it's like why are you making me make stuff you yeah know? but also what i didn't realize is all those presenters had that trajectory in their head if i do blue do beta i'll do yeah. this, this i didn't have that mm. it was a joy to do it
1: yeah
0: but i did think oh what's next yeah because there was no one to help me with that yeah there was no one people would always ask me i'll go yeah. to meetings and they'd say um so out of curiosity
1: yeah who
0: who, who do you admire in the industry?
1: Oh my god, that question gets me.
0: But also, yeah. I'd answer it because I'd tell them what I thought they wanted to hear.
1: Yeah. But
0: no one looked like me. No. No one had my journey. Mm. So how can I admire someone's I can admire their success for sure. Yeah. But I know and you know it's not that there's not no, it's no, no, I'm not, no, no, not going to no, no. go <laughs> left left right up up the stairs to the yeah. next floor to the third floor. Yeah. You know it's not going to happen to me. Yeah. So don't ask me that question because the answer my confident self would have said was, "There's no one like me. I'm yeah. actually creating this as I go along, and mm-hmm. actually this is potentially where I see myself going. Yes. But I don't know how to get there, yeah. and that's the answer I should have given. Mm-hmm. Now, as you know, a, a professional, I've definitely got that in my locker. Yeah. But back to your original question, how do I make my money now? Mm-hmm. So I split my time between my driver is TV, right? So um, I have just signed a new deal at The Athletic. I also work for the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So that's sport, 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 sport. That's my basic. Mm. On the back end of that, I do public speaking. Mm. Um, so I'm off to Peru in October to speak, uh, to do a keynote speech uh, in front of the Latin Theatre Association about reimagining post-colonial spaces. Mm. Um, I also host events mm. and also we've got the production company. Yeah. What became very evident early on is that to be a creative in this environment, you can't rely on one stream of income.
1: Forget
0: about it. You, you're just <laughs> wasting your time. Forget
1: about it. <laughs> Otherwise you're gonna sit in
0: an office and work for someone yeah. else. Yeah. So what I've realized after Blue Peter is that I had small contracts here and there. Mm. So actually how do I fill the other time off? Yeah. And I guarantee you, if you look at any successful actor, mm. musician, presenter, mm. Their mainstream of cash might be what you see them for. Yeah. But look at their portfolio of work yeah. and where they're going. It's yeah. no coincidence we're seeing actors now starting their own production company mm. because they've earned the right mm. to get the money yeah. and create the stories they want to create. Mm. Instead of some bobobs, they're saying, this is, <laughs> this is what we want from boss or yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. But you have to play the game. Yeah. And this is the funny thing. I, I literally messaged my friend today and I said, you know, We'll all be, we'll all be sort of navigating various spaces. We'll all be trying to figure Mm. out where the meat comes from. But what game are you playing? Yes. Ask yourself that deep, real question, Mm. what game are you playing? Are you playing a game which means you're thinking prosperity for your future family? Are you playing a game where you're saying, I'm very selfish, I just want to live this life for Mm. myself? Are you playing a game to saying, I want to change the narrative so the family that come after me or the children that come after me are sorted out? You have to be honest with yourself in that. Mm. And those are the questions I started asking myself about seven or eight years ago. Where am I going? What game am I playing? Mm. I know I'm a great communicator. Yeah. So... That takes you into so many different places. Mm. That takes you in TV, that takes yeah. you to podcasts, that takes you to public speaking, yeah. that takes you to hosting, that takes you to pitching ideas in front of TV execs. Mm. That's five different things. Mm. The stream line is TV presenting. Yeah. The creativity is all those wonderful things as well uh, uh, around it. So that's fundamentally how I make my money. Amazing. Thank you.
1: So which bar should we all go <laughs> so I can meet the TV exec? <laughs> Is it? I'll, I'll, everybody I'll be, listen uh. I'll
0: be honest with you like, <laughs> one, one thing I realised yeah. and you, you said the word outlier ages ago mm-hmm. in, in, earlier in this interview is that I I realised that I'm an outlier mm. and for me I'm actually unplugged from the system mm. I'm unplugged from the matrix yeah. and I like it that way mm. because I go to people organically based mm. on is this an important person to connect with yeah. not because I feel like I have to mm. and I'm very grateful that I've been hired by the bbc on different yeah. occasions in a year yeah. but i'm not
1: different yeah
0: n- no, but, but that was oh, when i was face young face now it's the the just got. so even last year let I me mean, I mean, look at this yeah. like this is the real thing and when we talk about demystifying yeah. the industry it's mm-hmm. like actors an actor might do a multi-million dollar mm-hmm. film right don't get me wrong they're fed for yeah years to come yeah but then i might not work for that re- the rest of that year mm-hmm. they might not work for two or three years
1: yeah
0: even big 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 actors they don't yeah. get that regular yeah. thing and, and that's why they're all striking now as well. There's, yeah. there's a big conversation around yeah. the amount of work that's available to people. Yeah. I worked for the BBC last year. I did the Commonwealth Games. I did the Winter Olympics. I've not worked for the BBC for a year. Yeah. So I'm not going to wait for them to tell me and yeah. say, hey, we're uh-huh. ready for you. Yeah. I'm going to say, look, I have to earn my crust. Yeah. The athletic, which I've started, is a wonderful opportunity. Mm. And I'm still doing what I love. Yeah. And it's about taking that validation away from spaces mm-hmm. that don't see you. Mm does BBC sees me in various ways
1: yeah
0: how they see me next year I don't know but I'm also not in control of that yeah. so actually I'm going to nurture new relationships I'm okay. going to venture a, a bit further out yeah. and see what else is there there was I don't know if it's Sidney Poitier that said this um so Sidney Poitier one of my favorite actors mm. first ever black man to, to win an Oscar he was an actor all his life and then mm. he switched to directing Yeah. And I think. He, there's a documentary about him, but he, I think hes I can't remember what he said, and I'm paraphrasing, and I get this horribly wrong. But he said, I just realised I'm useful elsewhere.
1: Mm. Mm. When you
0: realise you're useful elsewhere, yeah. if you stop buffering the ego of the past self, and you yes. say, oh, yeah. I'm a good communicator.
1: Yeah. So
0: what, I, I've worked in films i have been produced for all my life. Yeah. People have directed me all my life. Why, why can't I direct the film? Yeah. Why can't I?
1: But I think it's also the permission to see yourself differently.
0: Yeah, but no one's going to give you that
1: this is it no one's gonna give you that you mentioned building your brand Mm. and being aware Mm. of your other talents and how that has shaped how you navigate your career moving Mm. forward now there's something around success you've seen different shades of it
0: Mm.
1: you've experienced it in front of the camera, Mm -hmm. you've experienced it from a professional Mm -hmm. standpoint, you've experienced it from an athletic standpoint. How would you define success?
0: It's really hard. Today? Yeah, because when I was younger, success was just chopping, being on whatever (laughs) you could be on, all that kind of stuff. Um, At the age of 40 now, success for me looks like just having my life in check mm. understanding when I'm burning out yeah. understanding my power mm. understanding I, I tell you a story I went to the after, you know, my, my boss probably would not be angry if I said this but I said to myself do you know what they're inviting me to do this job mm. and instead of being grateful yeah. I will be grateful because it's a wonderful opportunity but I'm also going to put them on the spot Yeah. you should be on its head a okay. little bit let me ask them why you've come for me yeah Instead of being okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And that's one of the most empowering things Mm. you'll ever feel in your life. Mm. Why me? Just tell me. Can we have that chat? Why me? What what, what do you think I can bring to your company? Mm. Instead of you justifying yourself and saying, this is what I can give Mm. you. Why me? Because Mm. I've picked you. And when you flip that on its head, those little wins are incredible dose, incredible Mm. doses of success because I've evolved from who I was.
1: Mm. But you have the permission to do that. Please don't go to your first job and ask
0: who you have. Why me? No, I mean <laughs> no, what I'm, I'm saying geez, is thanks. Yeah, but, but, but <laughs> I, I, I think you're spot on because yeah. what I've realised is after the and, and and this is part part of congratulating oneself and mm-hmm. patting oneself on the back when you've done a good job mm-hmm. is that you look back and say I've earned the opportunity to yeah. do this. I'm na- I, and that's why I said success back then versus now are two very different things. Yeah. The confidence I have now is to say yes. earned this Mm -hmm. but also how can we work together and also success has been in those environments where i feel like i can flourish yeah i tell you what my my boss is queer Mm. in the world of football he's Mm. a gay man with two children in football
1: yeah
0: in this day and age Mm -hmm. someone gave me a book my first day i was working in this place Uh, it's brilliant i think he's Ghanaian Mm Carl Ankers, one of the guys we work with yeah gave me this beautiful book of poetry celebrating successful powerful black men I was like, I'm in the right space. Amazing. And I chose to go there I, because I was seen fundamentally. Yes. And for me, that's what success looks like. Being in environments that nurture who I am and I'm also able to produce my best work. Beautiful.
1: Last one. What do you wish you knew?
0: What, from then to now? From yeah. being young? Oh, it's hard. That's no, a really I, tough
1: I, I, question. I know, I know I do this.
0: What do I... I wish I knew. I wish I knew... that it's okay to say I haven't got it figured out. Mm. I wish I knew it's okay not to have a plan. I remember I just called my dad. What's your plan? (laughs) Okay. What I'm going to do is... (laughs) I wish I just knew and said, you know what, I don't know. Yeah. Because the road I'm about to tread, there is no blueprint for it. Yeah. And I'm sort of making it up as I go along, Mm. but I'm actually quite savvy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually quite smart and intelligent. I will make some mistakes along the way, for sure, Mm. because there's no one who smashed it Mm. that hasn't made mistakes. Yeah. But I wish I knew it was okay to say, I don't know. Yeah. And how many people do we hey. You, know, to tell, yes, yes. you need to go left and right <laughs> and then turn around the corner and, and then you, you you'll see the traffic like you don't know what you're talking about, do you? No. Yeah,
1: it, yeah we're not we're not allowed. Not we're not to allowed know. to. We're not allowed. Everyone starts from somewhere. You have to start Everyone
0: from somewhere. Everyone starts from somewhere. Yeah, so that's what I wish I knew. It's okay to say I got it. I'm going sorting sort out. Ayo. Thank you. Oh my god, this has been
1: great. Thank you. Thank you. This has been me. great. Thank you for um I feel like I've been to therapy. <laughs> I've, uh,
0: i have my this therapist effect on
1: people. I, I don't need my therapist this week thank you very much I have this effect on people. um thank you but maybe you, this is my new
0: my new life no, <laughs> but you
1: you have built an incredible career that i hope you wake up every day being proud of your growth and your achievements um but more so excited about what else you are offering to the world um i am honored that you've kindly opened up your oh, heart you. and Appreciate shared your story it. on our platform.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, where can everyone find you? Yeah, I'm on the athletic football podcast literally Mondays to Thursday, and also uh Premier League productions um, across Africa, across Nigeria. Um, I'm there, the guy bringing you the Premier League weekend warm-up every Friday um with my team as well. So yeah, it's great the Nigerians actually can see me as well, and anyone across the diaspora yeah. can see me as well. So yeah, I work for the Premier League and the Athletic now. That's the that's the day job. Football, football, football. Let's do social it. Social media. Yeah, I'm. A, my name is Ayọ Akimulere on on Instagram and also on LinkedIn. I'm only just really figuring out Twitter, but same Ayọ Akimol. Yeah. Um, find me on all those platforms, man. Come say hello.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for being on this week's episode of Third Culture Africans. Be sure to follow us on social media because the world doesn't think as many of you listen to our show if they looked at our Instagram profile like follow share with a friend um, and let's discuss and until next week thank you so much <laughs>